millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Gator Nation, welcome back to episode 30 of Respect Our Decision. With me this week is CJ the Man McCann. What's going on? What's good? Hey guys, and due to a technical issue of not being able to release the episode yesterday, our man Wes is not going to be with us tonight. He's got uh, some family things to attend to, knowing, uh, baseball practice with his son, running a little late this evening. So we're going to go ahead and just kick it to you this week. Just me and CJ. As always, guys, make sure you go out and download us wherever you get your podcast from. And go ahead and check out the YouTube channel. As always, respect our decision. Today, this morning, we released the newest episode of Pod of the People. So if you haven't already, go check that out. And while you're there, guys, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. And drop a like. And make sure you hit the notification bell so you get a notification anytime we drop new content. And as always, guys, thank you for those of you that support us as creators on Patreon. And if you'd like to do so, check out our Patreon. Respect our decision. And before we jump into it for the week, guys, want to make sure we go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor, All Star Roofs of Georgia. If you're in the Georgia and Atlanta areas and you're needing a new roof in this uh, tax season, go ahead and check out allstarsroofs.com. Use code RESPECT100 to get $500 off a new roof or get your gutters repaired or whatever else you may need on, on the high end of the house. All right, CJ, let's jump right into it, man. Let's um, do it. 
not a whole whole lot of news out there this week. Kind of, kind of starting to just creep into it here in the beginning of March. Dead period coming to an end. Uh, visitors are going to probably start hitting campus this weekend. We know for sure of a few that are. As spring practice starts bright and early Saturday, man, spring practice is here. So going to be a lot of stuff to talk about in the upcoming weeks, but we're going to jump right into some recruiting news. And as we mentioned, going to have some visitors hitting the campus and none bigger than the man, DJ Lagway, Gators five-star quarterback commit out of Willis, Texas, is coming into town. Got a few other visitors confirmed coming with him. Um, nobody tremendously of note yet. I believe we have five-star offensive lineman, correct, CJ? Yes, five-star offensive tackle out of Pensacola. Jonathan Daniels is coming in. And then right now a four-star offensive tackle out of uh, Evans, Georgia for the 2025 class. Mason Short going to be making his second uh, visit to the University of Florida. Yeah, so we're, we've got those names confirmed, but you know dang well that if DJ Lagway is coming to town first weekend of spring camp, there's going to be some other names scheduled to come in with him. They're not going to waste this visit and opportunity to uh, have DJ help on the recruiting trail um, with, you know, nobody there to – to, re- to help recruit. And speaking of recruiting, guys, we're going to get to the hot topic of the week and pretty much the uh, main topic of this show and recruiting rankings. You know, we always love to harp on recruiting rankings on this show. You know, all Florida Gator fans love to harp on recruiting rankings. You know, the re- recruiting rankings hate us. And boy, oh boy, did we get a little bit more further proof to uh, further that narrative this week than on three adjusting their rankings. Adjust them, they did. Adjust. Now, before we get to the uh, atrocities that took place, we're going to, you know, we'll note the one positive. Running back Chauncey Bowens rose in the on three rankings all the way up to 104, just a meteoric rise in the rankings. Uh, right after news that Nick Saban was coming to visit him, Alabama, Kirby Smart flew in in his helicopter to go visit him. And then miraculously, all of Chauncey Bowen's film came out of the closet or something, and Chauncey shot up the rankings to 104th. You know who didn't shoot up the rankings? <laughs> I just I can't get over this. One Miles Graham, who dropped all the way to 156th in the country. <laughs> Miles Graham, who was recently ranked 13th overall in a five-star by Rivals.com. Take it for what you will. I know not everybody is a big fan of Rivals. Uh, and and they they deserve their own heat. But CJ Miles Graham, 156 player in the country, number 10 <laughs> linebacker overall. I don't, I don't get it. I really, I don't get it. I see the first, the first thing was was the Chauncey Bowens getting his jump, and I said that's good. You know, kids finally getting some respect. People are starting to watch him, and that's got to do, of course, with the Alabama and the Georgia eyes on him now. 
they're starting to realize this kid's got it. Florida realized that early on. And, you know, it's just something that we all kind of knew going in. But well, then I see the Miles Graham drop, and I it, it I was flabbergasted. Flabbergasted? I was bamboozled, hoodwinked. <laughs> and run him up. I mean, I couldn't believe it. This kid has been a consistent all-top top 50 player for as long as I've known. Top 30 player. Five-star. One of the premier linebackers in the country. His dad was an all-conference running back. He's got a legacy. He's obviously a tremendous athlete. Everybody wanted him. He's got offers from here to there. And all of a sudden, we just decided, with no football being played in the last three months, I haven't seen any camp video come out that Miles Graham is doing or anything like that to make him look bad. We just all of a sudden decided that Miles Graham should drop in the rankings. Miles Graham dropped like like he had a uh, like he had a sex tape come out. I yeah, mean, yeah, like, like they, found some, <laughs> they found some charges that they found an old warrant on on Miles yeah. Graham or something. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand. Somebody just decided to wake up and, and turn on that laptop and said, "You know what? Miles I don't like that been- game that Miles Graham played six game of the year, his sophomore year." <laughs> yeah, he had a, he had the flu. He had the flu that week, and he didn't play, but 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 about ten snaps. So we're gonna go ahead and drop him in the rankings. We're gonna ignore everything else just because I feel like it this morning. Because there's no other reasonable explanation. We didn't see a video of Miles Graham getting flattened in a, in an Oklahoma drill or something like that at a camp. We we haven't played a game in three months. So where else is it coming from? It doesn't so- it doesn't make a lot of sense. So on that note, you're talking about camp footage and, you know, how you look, how nothing of light came to light. DJ Lagway falls to 21st in the country. And if you listen to last week's show, you would have heard us talk about the just the awesome footage that had come out of DJ in the last week or so of being in a couple of camps and just all the miraculous throws he was making, people sending out tweets. Uh, incredible arm, lively arm. Uh, looks like the next coming of Patrick Mahomes with the way he threw a sidearm ball in the red zone into a you know to a receiver. Absolute ball just jumps out of his hand. Nothing but positivity falls in the rankings. Okay, okay. Then you look down a little further in the rankings. Well, where's the Darius Hayes? Oh, there he is. He dropped all the way to 88th in the rankings. What is happening? I mean, <laughs> look, I, I know it It tends to be, you know, especially in the social media era that, oh, you guys are just whining because your players dropped. Uh, you Florida guys always complain when your players drop. You know, it's and it's funny. I saw the same thing happen with Miami this year after, you know, they signed all these guys and then they started dropping. Oh, well. That 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 service hates hates us. They don't do this to anybody else. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> it just didn't it just didn't fit your troll when it wasn't happening to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but seriously, I more and more, you have to start taking some of these rankings with a gigantic grain of salt. 
And on three came out this week with a uh, a tweet from Shannon Terry, the founder of on three and two four seven, and <laughs> you know pretty much every recruiting service known to man. Um, that from this day forward, on three's composite rankings would be weighted differently. They would not be weighted equally. That on three and two four seven would rank rate out at third. Uh, believe it was 35% each, Rivals at 20%, and ESPN at 10%. Now, if you're listening to this, I know everybody in the country that listens, anybody that listens is going to be like, well, I mean, I completely agree with that. I mean, ESPN, who's doing those rankings? <laughs> who is that? Who? Who works for ESPN? Know. Who works for ESPN's recruiting? <laughs> just, that's what they've just repurposed the old BCS computer, and that's what they're using it for. <laughs> um. And as we mentioned a minute ago, Rivals has been suspect for a minute. We get it. A lot of people have jumped ship over there. All their guy, a lot of their guys went on three, some two, four, seven. It's been a, a steady trickle out effect there. But if you're gonna carry this kind of weight with your rankings, and then you look at the two four seven rankings and you look at the on three rankings. And they're so vastly different. What what are they? <laughs> how do you sell this to the public that, hey, our these two rankings are going to weigh in at thirty five percent each, but then look at them and say, man, there's a lot of vastly different rankings going on here. Uh, how do you buy into that? I I think I don't know, man. I think it's all just. It's just weird, and, and and it looks. I don't. I think it more depends on who who wants you now I, than I anything. Uh, I think if if you committed to Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State, it probably means a little more than anything else. So they're always going to be like, well, you know, Georgia wants that guy; he's got to be good. If Alabama wants him; he's got to be good. No matter what we said about him before, you know, Nick Saban knows what he's looking at, and he does. And I'll concede that. I'm not going to say that he doesn't. But my thing is. What if, what if they've been offered by them? I mean, most of these kids have been offered by, like, every major school in the country. Georgia and Alabama, you know, they hold offers. Most of the kids that we recruit, we're recruiting against them. I, I think an offer list matters just as much as which one they pick. I mean, if they all wanted him, obviously they think he's that good. I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't buy into this stuff. I, I, I'm more of an old school kind of let me see his film. Let me see how he plays. I think uh, uh, what's what's his name? Dan Campbell for the who's the uh, head coach of the Detroit Lions right now. He said, "I don't care how they you know look in combine pajamas. Let me see them on the field." That's kind of how I feel. That's an old school coach. Yeah, and, you know that's kind of how I feel. I want to see how they're doing on the field. I want to see what kind of plays they're making because I don't care how many stars you put next to Miles Graham's name. I'm going to want him on my football team. I don't think it really matters. Um, I think some of that stuff you can't hold stock in, whatever. But at the end of the day, I think you're going to have to trust our coaches' evaluations more so than you do somebody behind a computer who woke up this morning and somebody pissed in his cornflakes and he decided, I'm going to drop Miles Graham's rating because that's the only reasonable explanation. Billy Napier and these Florida Gators staff has not given me any reason to doubt their evaluation. You look at all the guys they've brought in, 
every one of them were among the key performers last year. And so probably you could argue all of them were above everybody else who was here before sides, maybe, you know, like Anthony Richardson or somebody like that. But the rest of them, the running backs they brought in, they were better than the running backs we already had. The offensive lineman they brought in, he's going in the first round. Shamar James, who they brought in, he was one of the premier linebackers we had, and he was a freshman. So I'm going to trust what they have to say right now because they haven't given me any reason not to. While I'm not so big on trusting guys that sit behind a laptop as much as, you know, an actual football coach. Yeah, I'm I'm real big. This is one of the things you let off. I'm real big on the offer sheet. And I get it. You know, at the beginning of the offering period, a lot you send out offers to 140 plus kids. But as the process goes on and top tens come out and kids top fives come out, and the guys that work for these services are sitting there saying, Well, this battle is down between Georgia, Alabama, Miami, Florida, and, you know, just say some obscure school, Ohio State, and he picks Florida, well, there's a good chance that two or three of those schools that you named right there were legitimately pressing until the very end. Somebody may have already filled their needs and been a hat on the table. Yes, that happens. But if you, you know, we know Alabama wanted Kelby Collins. We know Georgia wanted Cameron James. And, and you know, you can pick out, you know, and, you know, Miami wanted Jakeem and Dijon and a handful of other guys. I mean, the offer list speaks volumes to me. Now, we talk about on three, uh, one thing that particularly kind of just, you know, nags at me is that they have one man doing their recruiting rankings. Now, I'm sure he gets feedback from other people, but at the end of the day, it's his input that goes in to that final ranking. That is one guy, a, a Florida State fan at that. Take it for what you will. Take it for what you will. Um, that is holding the fate of some, and I say fate in this new NIL era, not lightly. I mean, it, <laughs> If you were a top 50 player, that's a vastly different money bracket in the NIL than a top one. You know, there's a lot of difference in being the number 13 player in the country, whether it be on rivals or not, and the 156th player in the country. That is a gigantic, you know, and on three also likes to have their little NIL evaluate, you know, what they evaluate a player is <laughs> worth. Um and I've spoken to several people that say that thing ain't worth the flip. Mm-hmm. People that know, people that have had negotiations with right. NIL deals that are like, that ain't even close. That's just somebody made that up in the back corner of the room and was like, <laughs> put it on there. It'll look cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing darts. But there has to come a time where as, maybe as fans, we we sit there and go, you know what? we got to let some of this ranking stuff go and just watch this stuff on the field, how these guys play out on the field. Because if we're sitting here waiting on Florida's kids to get higher rankings, you might be waiting a while. Right. Um, we had had this conversation prior, but, you know, a lot of stock goes into does Nick State Saban want that kid? Maybe not on their offer sheet, but if they go there or not. 
Right. Because, I mean, you look at the combine today, you got um, Nolan Smith out there running a ridiculous, you know, 4-4-40 and things like that. They Great athletes do go to Georgia. It shows. It's, you know, we can say it out loud. It sucks. <laughs> but, hey, their track record as of today March 2nd, 2023 is Georgia recruits top-of-the-line athletes. And until Billy Napier and company show a continuous history of doing the same, our guys are probably not going to get the benefit of the doubt, and we're just going to have to swallow that pill. Once again, it, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the major flaw in all this is just right now, I don't think that we get as much respect as we once did either. You know, at one point we, we got a lot more respect and we were kind of in that boat. And I think that's kind of just the, the problem with where everything's at. It's it's kind of in the system. You look at Florida State when they were winning in the early years with Jimbo. You look at what Saban's doing, still doing now. You look at what Urban was doing at Ohio State. Urban was doing here. You kind of get the benefit of the doubt, you know, when you're winning like Georgia's doing. I think that that factors into how they evaluate these kids. I, I think that if they're going to a national championship program, I think they're going to factor that in. I think that's going to raise their stock. There's a reason why, you know, you look at uh, DJ Lagway and he's third on the board and he's behind saying who's going to Alabama. Uh, a lot of that's just because Saiyan's going to Alabama. I mean, I think that that I think that plays into it. I think you can't tell me it doesn't. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's not. I'd love to have him. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's a bad quarterback because I don't think he is. I think he's a great player. But I think his rating is going to be helped out by the fact that he's going to Alabama. Absolutely. So, guys, I mean, it sucks. You know, we we hate it. We'd all like to be able to get on the the blue app, the Bluebird app and. Mm-hmm. Troll the other fan bases and say, hey, guys, we got the five-star. We got the high four-star. You didn't. Um, oh, look at our all our valuations were great because all our prospects went up. Mm-hmm. It, it, we just live in a day and age right this moment where that's probably not going to be the case. And for better or for worse, we're just going to have to accept it. Hopefully, yep. hopefully Billy changes the narrative. That's right. all we can hope for right now. Um one last little bit of recruiting news before we move on. Uh, one guy we probably won't have to worry about seeing in Gainesville this year is former top commit Jarrett Gibson. Came out with a list this week of teams that were going to get official visits from him, and the University of Florida was not amongst those teams. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean anything from that aspect because Jarrett Gibson's from Gainesville. He's been to Florida many times, formerly committed to the Gators. But he also received a prediction, uh, I believe it was on three, that predicted him to Texas, which is just crazy, <laughs> you know, considering what they who they came in and grabbed out of the state last year. But that's just something we need to accept. Now, if we can hang on to Chauncey Bowens, add Anthony Carey or Stacey Gage to the mix, I'm not too worried about the running back position, and nor will I be at the University of Florida right now. I'd rather spend those NIL dollars on, you know, the trenches or linebackers or maybe a good safety. (laughs) But running backs, dime a dozen, 
there's a reason NFL teams don't draft running backs high anymore and why we shouldn't spend huge NIL dollars on running backs either. Just one man's opinion. I know not everybody agrees, but, uh, hey, I'm not worried about it one bit about running backs. Are you, CJ? Uh, I'm not really worried about I – didn't, I didn't ever think we were really going to get Jared Gibson after he decommitted the first time. It is so rare for a player rare. to commit and decommit and then recommit to you again. I just I, – Shamar James is, is the exception. It, it is what it is. I mean, it just – I don't know. You can't, It's hard to compete with Texas as an IL. They've got a lot of money out there. I cannot tell you the last time that Texas didn't recruit a top-rated running back. It it just happens every year. They've never missed. I remember when I was younger and I was sitting in a dentist office <laughs> and I was I picked up an ESPN magazine. And in the ESPN magazine, I was flipping through and they had a a uh, they had a big article uh, called "Who Today's Today's Recruits Tomorrow's Award Winners" or something along those lines. And I remember looking through that, and Texas had uh, just gotten Deontay Foreman. And Deontay Foreman was projected to win the Dope Walker Award. I think uh, we had DJ Humphreys in there, and he was projected to win an award. But it just is what it is. You can sit here. We can sit here and name Texas running backs till we're blue in the face. They've got a great pedigree. When you're talking like guys like Earl Campbell and Ricky Williams and Cedric Benson. And And Robinson this year. Gonna yeah, be the I mean, top running back taken. John Robinson's gonna be the top running back taken. It's just hard to compete against that pedigree. They've got a lot of cash. I wouldn't look too far past it. I think you know we're still really well, you know, in play with Kerry and Gage. We've got Trevor here for another couple years. Trayon Webb's just got here. He's you know, he's gonna be a freshman this year. So I think you add another one of those guys and you hold on to Bowens. I think we'll do fine. I'm not gonna stress over a running back evaluation, especially with the, the portal. And this staff has given me zero reason to believe that they don't know what they're looking for in the running back. No, especially after we just watched them go out and get a great running back out of the portal just to come in here and be third string, third or fourth string. I mean, de- depending on how Trey on Webb picks it up. I mean, the kid is coming off an injury. So, I mean, our running back room is, is going to be the least of our concerns. All right, guys. Well, That's all for recruiting for this week. Next week, we should have a lot more to talk about coming off visits, and hopefully DJ does a little recruiting while he's here, and uh, we get some good information to share to y'all next week. Moving on down, obviously, uh, Florida made it official earlier this week that Austin Armstrong was going to be the new defensive coordinator, even though that had kind of already been floated out there, but it's always nice to get that official confirmation from the school that the guy has been made official. So we want to welcome Austin Armstrong to the Gator family. And man, I'm pretty excited about the young man. There's one thing I like in coaches. It's young, energetic coaches. And let's not make any, you know, don't make any mistake about it. Nick Saban wanted this guy on his staff Uh, rumors out there that he was, being brought in to kind of be the defensive coordinator and waiting for when Kevin Steele took that next job somewhere else. (laughs) Um, Rumors were that if Schumann had left Georgia, Kirby was going to try to bring him in for that position. So this was a man that was, that was wanted and Billy was able to go ahead and make that move first. And I'm pretty excited about it. CJ, how you feel? I, I like the, like the hire. I like the guy. He seems like he's got a good head on him. He's, he's, 
just really shot up the charts uh, this fast to only be 29 years old and already getting an opportunity like this has to speak volumes where he's at right now in his coaching career. Um, then to uh, he came out today, they had a quote from him today where he uh, met with the team and basically said, I want to make a scheme that fits you guys. I want to make sure that what I'm doing is, isn't going against the grain of what you guys already know how to do. He said, it's a lot easier to, for me to change than to try to change seven of you. So I'm going to, I'm going to do the best, you know, basically I'm going to make sure that we're, we're set up to succeed based on what we have kind of, kind of not putting like a square peg at a round hole situation. So I think that's a really good idea. I think that, you know, making sure that you extenuate the, the positives and, uh, and, and kind of decrease the negatives with your players, make sure that you, you take what they do best and put that on display first, instead of trying to, uh, you know, run your head against the wall, trying to teach them something completely new, wiping away every bit of progress that they made last year and, and trying something completely different doesn't make a lot of sense. So I, I think he's got a good idea where this team needs to be headed. I think he's going to show how much he can adapt and how, how well he can fit a scheme. So, uh, and he's not stuck in his ways. You know, that's, that's pretty obvious is you don't want a coach who's, who's been around forever and, and kind of stuck in his ways and he only wants to do it one way. So this guy seems like the kind of guy that's going to make sure that we're, we're evolving. We're not going backwards. We're not regressing. We're going forward and we're making sure that we do things well and learning what we do well, first and foremost. And I think that's going to really help Armstrong. Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm, I'm really stoked about how energetic the guy seems. I mean, I, I, I hate calling him kid, but man, he's so young. Compared to me, he kind of is a kid, but he's made a pretty meteoric rise, as you said. So hopefully, man, he comes in and these kids buy into it. Like you said, won't be a whole lot of change. Uh, I really like what I've heard from him in just a short amount of time since he's been hired. Really looking forward to seeing clips from this spring and how he's out there on the field interacting with the guys and how they respond to it getting some feedback on that as well should be fun to watch man i i really love like i said i really love these young energetic coaches that can that can speak with these kids and get through to them and and the kids buy into what they're telling them it's just a just a better attitude so with that being said we still have two coaching positions up for grabs as it is um tight end and wide receiver before we get to wide receiver coach, we'll go ahead and cover tight end quick. Um, not a whole lot of names out there on that one. The the one name that has kind of come as rumors go to the forefront would be uh, Ty Darlington, who was on staff as a uh, – was he an analyst, CJ, or was he an assistant, off-field uh, assistant? I believe he was an analyst. I believe he was an analyst. I believe he was an off-field analyst. Yeah. But this is a, this is a guy that has uh, – He's learned under Lincoln Riley while he was at Oklahoma and came out here as Billy brought him in last year. Pretty well thought of as being a young guy up and coming once again. So I know that's not going to move the needle with a lot of people. And and it may not be true. I mean, if if the if you're going to hire a coach that was on staff, you kind of would imagine they would already be done by now. With, right. As we said, spring practice starting Saturday, but. Maybe they don't find anyone they like better than the kid at the end of the day. So 
that one we'll have to wait and see on. Like I said, not a whole lot of names out there for that. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, wide receiver coach is a whole nother bag of apples. Uh, information coming out today, one piece of information coming out from our good buddy Nick Dangletori at 247. I'm, I'm sorry, Nick, at on three and uh, of Stadium and Gale fame is that as of now, Billy Napier has already interviewed seven coaches for the wide receiver coach position and has three more to interview. That's a lot of coaches. Uh, 247 expanded on that information with some names, and a few of the names that are out there are Joe Daly, uh, Joe Filani, who is, I believe, at Washington State as their right. wide receiver Washington coach State. right now, mm-hmm. and Taylor Stubberfield, who was recently uh, released by Penn State, I believe, about a month ago. So just an interesting group of names. Uh, Rumors have even been out there, and I know Gator fans are going to love this, that Billy Gonzalez might have even interviewed for the position. I know people are going to be really excited and ready to throw tomatoes on the field, if that were the case. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, hey, Dan Mullen's not here anymore. Billy Gonzalez, you know, Billy Gonzalez did pretty good things here when he was here under Urban. I don't, he doesn't really move the needle for me, but I'm not the one having to make this hire. Um, any thoughts on those names, CJ? Uh, you got, uh, I want to say they're all three former NFL wide receivers. I know Stubblefield and uh, Polani are. Yeah. Um, Stubblefield uh, got let go of Penn State. The one positive that I can really bring into the forefront for Stubblefield is he did, he did coach Jahan Dotson. First round wide receiver. He didn't recruit him. That was Gaddis before he went to Michigan. Uh, but he did he did coach him. So, you know, obviously he knows knows his stuff. Um, I think that to me right now, if you were to ask me, gun to my head and say, Hey, pick pick a guy that you think that's gonna be the guy, I'm thinking it's probably gonna be Stubblefield, because he's the one that probably you could hire the cheapest and would be the most ready to take the job with no attachments right now. Whereas the other guys all have have jobs, standing jobs at the moment that are getting ready for spring, it might be a little hard to pull some of them away. They might want to wait a little, you know, a little while, and I don't think that we have much time to wait. Um, but I, I, I don't know. A Billy G is is an interesting one because Billy G has had good receivers come through here. It's not like Billy G didn't didn't have good receivers, and I think I remember. When the uh, the switch happened, where we still had like the holdover guys waiting for Billy to get here, there was a lot of conversation that Billy G might be retained at one point um, because of how much he was recruiting, uh, he was still knocking on doors and stuff. So maybe something down the line, maybe there was a there was a like a relationship formed there with uh, Billy and, and Billy Gonzalez. So you know there might be something left over from that. You know, Billy G definitely would be comfortable here, and and I don't know how long he would be here. And if it's what you can do right now, I guess you have to do it because we just don't have enough time to really vet all your options because we're starting spring practice this weekend. So, you know, you really want to hurry up and get yourself a coach, and you're still recruiting right now. So you need a coach that can go and say, hey, I'm going to be your coach in these recruits' living rooms. So I think I think that it's going to happen sooner than later. But, um, you know, I'm just going to, again, 
I, I've said this till I'm blue in the face. Billy hasn't given me really one good reason not to trust what he's going to do yet. So until I'm taking the wait and see approach, if he does hire one of these guys, I'm going to trust his judgment unless something proves me wrong. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, and Billy knows uh, a thing or two about wide receiver coaching. So right. he knows what he's looking to hear out of a potential, you know, hire. So I'm not really worried about who he chooses for this job. I would like to see somebody that obviously can go to the living rooms, like you said, and, you know, you're, it's going to be really hard pressed to, to match up with uh, coach KC, but Hey, you know, that's what you're going to get paid to do, man. So hopefully Billy gets the young another young or up and coming energetic guy that can go out there and, and recruit lights out and, I like the fact of trying to bring in maybe a former NFL, you know, wide receiver like Kerry Colbert was that can can teach these kids. And, you know, recruits get excited about that. Oh, I'm going to learn. You played in the NFL. Right. Yeah, I can learn from you. Right. It's, so, it's a validation for them. It's a staff yeah, that, that, hey, this guy isn't full of it. Yeah, he knows what exactly. he's talking about. <laughs> that, that at least is something to show as opposed to Billy Gonzalez, who I'm sure walks in and be like, oh, I'm Billy Gonzalez. And. You know, hi. <laughs> that <laughs> we were really good here 15 years ago. Yeah, I, I was. I recruited Percy Harvin, sir. <laughs> Don't ask him how he feels about me now. Yeah, <laughs> or how he felt about me a year after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, that's a story for another day. Uh, maybe when that Netflix <laughs> Gator story comes out, we'll hear more about that fun story. But, guys, that's really all for for now. Next week ought to be a whole different ballgame. Spring practice will be in full swing. So hopefully we'll have a whole lot of information to talk about as far as what we're seeing out of the early bits of spring practice. Really exciting time. You know, recruiting kicking back up, spring practice kicking back up. It's time to start uh, getting those lies together for, for next season. This is when it begins. This is when the lies begin to formulate. So get them ready. All right, guys. Well, we talked about it a little last week, but this week we're going to do something new to y'all. We're bringing a new segment to y'all for this this season, uh, and that's called Around the Bases with CJ. CJ is a huge Florida Gator baseball fan and knows a whole lot more about the team than, say, I or Wes do. That's for dang sure. And we know there's a lot of y'all out there that follow the Gators baseball team feverishly. And we want to try to, you know, you may not be able to catch up every day on what's happening. So we're going to let CJ kind of give you a rundown on all that. And before he does, guys, we want to make sure if you haven't already, we want you to go check out our partner with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the daily fantasy where you can go out and parlay four to five over and unders and get yourself, you know, maybe win yourself some big money. You got NBA playoffs coming up. NBA stretch run for the playoffs is going on. MLB is about to kick up. Lots of stuff out there if you if you're real good. Yeah, man. XFL football, if you know who those guys are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they've got some lines for some some XFL out there. But yeah, man, if you know the you know the basketball scene real good and you want to go out there and win some money, use our sign-up code respect one hundred and prize picks will match your initial donation or initial deposit donation 
Hopefully you're not donating. Hopefully you're Hopefully getting some back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will match your initial deposit up to one hundred dollars. So go I out that's there. That's what I'm going to call it when I start gambling now. Yeah, donations. Yeah, donating. Go out there and win yourself some donations, guys. Prize picks. <laughs> Code respect one hundred. CJ, tell us a little bit about this baseball team. Okay, uh, last night was uh, kind of a disappointing night. We ended up losing to uh, Jacksonville. 10 to 8, had a really one really tough inning, gave up six runs that really hurt us. Um, but it, it, everybody kind of, I didn't see too many terrible reactions to it, which I was kind of surprised. Uh, it's a midweek game. You're using your bullpen. You don't really have your best stuff out there. Most of the bullpen is really talented, but super young. It's going to take them till the end of the season to really come together um, and settle in. So I wouldn't take that with too much. You know, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Uh, a lot of bright spots on the team, though. Jack Jack Caglione continues to just be lights out, hitting the baseball, leads the country in home runs. He hit another one last night. It's like every game you turn it on and you see a home run from Jack Caglione. It doesn't disappoint, even, even if he's pitched the first five innings, like he did last last Sunday. Uh, but uh, the address, first of all, I'm going to go ahead and address the uh, – the question I got from Justin Wood on Twitter uh, when he asked about how basically how deep this team is, and he compared it to one of the comparison to the 2012 team. I think there's a lot of similarities between this team and the 2012 team. I think this team might be the best hitting team that Florida's had, maybe ever. This team is insanely good with the bat. I mean, it, it is. We lead the we, we have the top we're in the top five in every major batting statistic in the country. We've got three guys batting in the five hundreds, one knocking on the door of Jack Caglion with four eighty seven. That's stupid good. I mean, that's almost guaranteeing at least two hits a game from each of these guys. Um, you've got, like I said, Wyatt Langford, who looks like he's gonna be a first round pick. Um, you know, Josh Rivera's tearing the cover off the ball early. Jack Caglione, I've mentioned at nauseum, and uh, BT Riapel, of course, a big pop in his bat, the catcher spot. Ty Evans, great hitter as well, young young player. Uh, you know, and the, the starting pitching is really another bright spot in this team. You've got three really capable starters, and you've got a really good closer. And the starting pitching, we've got Brandon Sprout, who ch- uh, took a uh, – well, he shot down the New York Mets to come back and play football, uh, come back and play baseball for the Florida Gators again this year, which uh, warms my Atlanta Braves heart. Yes, uh, so that's that's great. You've got a guy who already was drafted by an MLB team. He's got that stamp of approval. He's our ace. He's our Friday night guy. Uh, then you go over to Hurston Waldrop, who's a transfer from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, at Southern Miss, insanely wicked with the baseball. Dude has all kinds of gas. He's he's had 13 strikeouts in one game last week on uh, Saturday against Cincinnati. Insanely good. Florida hasn't done that I think since 2018. I think was the was the last time that a pitcher had 13 strikeouts in a game. And then of course Jack Caglione, the Sunday guy. You might not get as many innings out of Jack. He's usually four to five, not the six to seven range. But Jack is a weapon that you cannot afford not letting pitch. You know, the guy can hit it 115 miles an hour, and he can throw it 97 miles an hour, 98 miles an hour. Insanely good with the fastball. He's got great stuff. And then your closer, Brandon Neely, who started, I think, 10 games last year. He is, a, is another great player. He's a young player. He's a sophomore this year. 
Uh, he's got a wicked slider. The guy pitched a no-hitter against Arkansas last year when I was there for seven innings. I mean, just insanely talented guy to be your closing pitcher. So I think this team is really deep. There are still some questions with the uh, the bullpen, but I think that they're definitely going to grow as the season goes along. Uh, now we're going to address the the series this weekend as our first really big challenge. We're going to be playing in Gainesville against our rival Miami Hurricanes. Always a great baseball team. Never any don't take them for granted ever. They're just a good baseball team. The place is going to be packed. Uh, as far as I what I saw uh, from Nick De La Torre, they've got the seven thousand reserve seats already sold. You can't get one, and then the general admission uh, tickets right now are in limited capacity for the berm and everywhere else in the stadium, uh, the general mission sold. So if you want a ticket, you better get in there on Friday night. That place is going to be hopping. I, I recommend everybody go to the uh, as many baseball games as they can. I love going to Codger Ballpark. Brand new facility. It's the nicest of the nice. It's it's up to spec everywhere. It's, it's premier. Uh, probably one of the nicest facilities in the country. So uh, definitely get out there, support the Gators this weekend. Uh, they will be playing on Saturday on the SEC Network against Miami. That will be the one telev- televised game nationally, um, aside from you can catch the other two games on SEC Plus on the ESPN Plus app if you did want to watch those games. So everybody get out there, support the Gators. We're playing Miami. That's a rivalry. You know you want to sweep Miami. You want to keep this thing going. We've swept the last two weekend series against Charleston Southern and Cincinnati. So I would love to do it against Miami and really start to build that resume, get ready for conference play. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. We appreciate CJ for bringing us this information uh, here this week and going forward. Just trying to add a different element to this podcast that we didn't have before. Don't want to just be, you know, cornered into just talking about recruiting all the time. We like to expand that knowledge a little bit for some of our listeners that maybe just don't want to listen to how's Gator recruiting going every single episode. Maybe they want to hear, you know, I wasn't able to catch the games this week. What went down? And that's what we're going to try to bring to you each and every week here with CJ and around the basis. So big thanks to him for bringing us that. And guys, that's going to pretty much do it for this week's episode. Uh, Like we said, not a whole lot going on right now, but things are about to kick up, man. So You guys out there, be ready. We're going to bring to you a whole bunch of information here next week and every week going forward. And if you haven't already, like I said, go check out that uh, Pod of the People episode we downloaded to YouTube exclusively this morning, and that's there. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. We sure do appreciate it. It helps us a great deal if you do. Like a video and drop us a comment, man, on, on that video or this video if you have any Uh, disagreements with something we said or you do agree with something you said we'll try to read those comments and answer anything you might have to ask on there and interact with y'all we sure do appreciate it cj you got anything you want to add before we jump out of here i know man just you guys uh keep trying to support us as creators we love bringing the content to you we want you guys to uh make sure that you 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 go to see the patreon page uh if you got any questions from me about baseball again next week I'm definitely going to post something again. Let me know. I'd love to answer more questions. Uh, you guys usually have some pretty good insight or even some insight that you want to post. There may be me to read back. Uh, you know, I'd be happy to do that. I always, You can always check me out at, at CJ the Man McCann on Twitter. I love carrying any kind of conversation with you guys about Gator sports or anything in general. 
that we you know share a common interest in. I'm always there. So go ahead and follow me down below, or if you'd like a good troll every now and again, I drop those too. Yeah, man, he's all, always got the memes. <laughs> yes, sir, guys. Uh, um, be on the lookout this week. We'll put it on Twitter and on our Facebook group. Our our questionnaire for next week's episode of Pod of the People. And if you want to go ahead and drop CJ a baseball question inside of those posts, do it, and we'll we'll answer a few baseball questions on the show. Or more or less, CJ will answer the baseball questions on the show. Um, I will just nod my head in solid agreement. <laughs> All right, guys, we sure do appreciate y'all as always and all your support. We love you out there in Gator Nation. Make sure you check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And until next week, go Gators. Go Gators. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.